Welcome to the Life on Purpose podcast, hosted by Holly, Joe, and Jill. The LOP podcast is all about challenging, inspiring, and mobilizing you to live every day on purpose, for purpose. So get ready to join the conversation in three, two, one. Hello and happy Monday, LOP family. We are here for another conversation, but it's going to look a little bit different today. And we are really excited because we are going to start integrating some guests into our Life on Purpose podcast. And our first guest is very, very special, definitely special to me. And it is my husband, Terry Green. And uh I'm really excited about this because Terry is not only my husband, he is my best friend, and he's an amazing leader. And so um, I'm just excited, and he has been a part. There's no other person that has been a part of LOP like Terry has. He was there in our first conversation that we had. We bounce ideas off of him all of the time, and so it was just so appropriate to have him as our very first guest. Yeah, I remember sitting in your living room, Jill, And Terry was there and we were kind of dreaming a little bit about what does life on purpose look like? What could we do to service other people and as best friends do something together? And Terry has been our number one fan. So welcome, Terry, to the Life on Purpose podcast. Glad to be here. Love it. (laughs) How is your day going, Terry? Amazing. Got our kids <laughs> off to school. You're an awesome dad. And I I just want to say, like, I want to echo um, what Jill said. Like, I have been friends with Jill and Terry for, you know, 12 to 14, 15 years now. And not only, obviously, Jill is my best friend, but I can honestly say that Terry is one of my best friends as well. And he is a big brother to me, somebody that I, like, I will call and go, hey, I want your input on this. Like, I value his voice, the way he fathers, the way that he cares for Jill, the way that he just is with his friends and family. Like, there's, when you're around Terry, you're like, I want to be like this guy. So (laughs) Jill and I both look up to you, Terry. And yes, boo. (laughs) (laughs) And so, um, okay. So what we want to do is we want to have a really intentional conversation. And every guest that we have on LOP, we've identified a superpower Mm. because we believe every single person has a unique skill or ability that they contribute to this world. And one of the things when we look at you, Terry, you have and you model missional living. So we want to have an intentional conversation on missional living. So maybe um, first, before we get started, tell us a little about who you are. Our audience may not know who you are. So what do Mm -hmm. you do for a living? What are your hobbies? What's one fun fact? I'm so excited to be here. Uh, So Terry Green, the husband to Jill, the father to four incredible boys, Corey, Carter, Oliver, Grady. Um, I always say this, if I was an Old Testament king, my financial upside would oh, be Lord. tremendous because I've we've given birth to an all male offspring. Uh, we've but, given birth. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just yeah, kidding. We've made them. Uh, um, but I work for an organization called the Fellowship of Christian Athletes (FCA). Uh, April 1st was nine years, and uh, I have the honor and the privilege of sitting in the second seat for the entire state of Florida. I've got 250 staff uh, that we develop on a daily basis, weekly basis, and. Um, we're aligned with Latin America South. And so our overall footprint is over a hundred million people. Wow. Yeah. And so we wake up dreaming, thinking, 
uh, about 100 million people from Florida to Latin America mm-hmm. South every day. So we have a, an incredible vision. Uh, one fun fact, um, I am on day 54 of 75 hard. Oh my gosh. Okay, this yeah. is like the third time you've done it? This will be the second time all the way through. But I've tried probably seven times and failed. Okay, I feel like we need to have you back just to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, it's so fun. Okay, But I couldn't do it without Jill. I couldn't do it without the support of uh, uh, my family. Uh, but last night, I called seven, uh, six people. <laughs> this is a true story. This is at 11 o'clock at night. Are you wanting to go on a run with me right now? And people are f- flipping out. Like, what do you what do you mean right now? I'm like, like right now. Do you want to go run Hollingsworth? If you're unfamiliar with 75 hard, you have yeah. to do one yeah. outdoor workout, and he finished his indoor yeah. workout, and he had to get his outdoor workout in. So I called the one person I know would be down at any time to go on a walk. It was Louis Thomas. Oh, I thought it was Pablo. No. Oh, no, Pablo I, would. Pablo would have, but but here's the deal. Like he's in Hawaii right now, so I called. <laughs> I called Louis Thomas, who is always down. Yes. So, okay, uh, I, I got love to it. finish it, but I that, love it. that's a little bit about who I am. Okay, that's so good. Okay, we're going to jump right into this conversation. So, we're talking about missional living. Terry, what does it mean to live missionally? Yeah, it's such a good question. Um, you guys know this about me, but maybe your listeners don't. Uh, I'm not a formally educated person, okay? I'm not a one-time, I'm not a two-time, but I am a proud three-time college dropout, still a freshman on credits. Okay. Oh, Lord. So I'm I don't not know. A, we we kind of live in a, 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 a world where people just don't go to college anymore. You so know, Terry, you yeah, fit right in. <laughs> I, yeah. And I feel like I'm the leader of that movement for uh, sure. Um, but when I think about all the great teachers, all the most amazing professors, um, that have had a, a profound Im- impact on my life. They, they were the kinds of people that would take a complex idea or a big, uh, just, th- and they would make it easy to just understand. Just dumb it down. They would dumb it down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and missional living on the surface, here's what it's not. It's not isolated to uh, just a group of people or a person, right? Right. It, it, it's not isolated to somebody that grew up a certain way uh, or looks and sounds like a certain person. Um, so missional living to me truly is something that everybody can do, everybody can be. And my hope today is at the end of this podcast is that the the listener can go, I can do that. Right. I can do that. So missional living, it, it, if you can do, if you can define it, you can do it. Anybody can, if you can define the terms, you can do something. And here's, here's like my mission statement that keeps me on the path of missional living. I'm going to do as much good as I can do for as many as I can for as long as I can. That's so good. Right? And so what does that look like? It looks like in this context for me, I'm going to help people understand Jesus a little bit more. I'm going to help people understand what 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 he desires for each and every single one of us. To me, it's missional living is being like Christ. Can I jump in really quick? Yeah. So I think this is so good, Terry, because I think people are intimidated to represent Christ because they don't have, they're not, 
you know, certified. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't have their pastoral license. Right. They don't have their education in theology. And so, like, what you're saying is every single person has the ability to represent Christ mm-hmm. and help other people in that context, wherever that context is. And so I just love this because it's so practical. And even when we think the word mission, we think, like, mission trips. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to go to Africa mm-hmm. to be like Christ to help people. And what we're proposing today is you can live missionally every day and walk people through that journey. So maybe talk to us about how you practically do that every day. Yeah. Yeah. So, so to really to think about that, like missional living, if on the surface you think about that concept, it sounds like so much, so it sounds like a bigger deal than it actually is practically. So spiritually, it's a big deal to the person that you are helping, to the need that you're meeting to the person on the receiving end of this, what it does for you, that is a big deal. But practically, it's not as big of a deal as we think. And so missional living could be one of those things where you go, that just sounds like something so much bigger than I can understand or do. And so I just don't do it. So babe, question. Say, you know, we have a listener, this is a new concept to them. And like, would you say and I kind of know this because backstory, but this idea of missional living, when did it start for you? Because maybe we have someone who's listening and again, it's a new concept to them and they don't know where to start. Like how did you start and what compelled you to to decide, I want to live missionally. Mm-hmm. I want to serve people. Mm-hmm. Like what? how did that start for you? Um, I, I, I looked back on my life and realized how many times I was in need. And, and I could look at the people, it just in my mind, I could recall who they were. Mm-hmm. I can recall them by name. And I go, that person had a profound impact on my life. And when you examine why they did what they did, mm-hmm. I realized I can do that too. Yeah. So I'm reading in 1 Corinthians 12, and the Bible says that every person has been given a gift. Mm-hmm. And, the, and, then it, and then what it did is it, it made it easier for me to understand it said, but that gift was given to you so that you could serve one another. Mm-hmm. And so I just examined where I had time, where I had resources, where I had ability. Mm-hmm. And I began to explore it. And I realized that no benevolent man has ever regretted the fruits of his labor. Mm-hmm. So I just, I just th- started thinking, how can I go and be the hands and feet of Jesus and adopt the behaviors and customs of Christ? Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and, I, and I just examined what I was given. Like, how, how do I, what was put in my hands? So like Holly just said, like, yeah, give some practical examples of like things that you've done, not to boast about things that you've done, but to give practical examples. So people, because when we hear practical examples, we can think like, oh, like I could do that. Yeah. So I'm going to give you an extreme case. There was a time that I didn't have a car. And Jill remembers this. Okay. Wait, was this like marriage when you guys were married? This was when oh, we you guys were, were sharing we were one dating. car. Dating? No, no, we were dating. There's been a couple times. I know. I was okay. like, wait a second. So I'm about to. I'm, story I'm for another day. Okay, so uh, I was praying, God, would you bring me a car? And God said, and Save Jill the- was your sugar mama. And Jill, Jill, <laughs> Jill, yeah. yeah. So, um, and uh, there was a time where I was praying, and God said, just just do what you can. And I was like, okay, so that means I'm going to save some money, and I, and, I, and I'll never forget. I was going to save two thousand dollars to buy a, a, a two forty DL Volvo. That the, there was a there was a Volvo for sale, two thousand dollars. It's been sitting for like six months, and I'm like, I'm going to buy that car when I save enough money. I was in between careers. Also, I was exploring kind of my calling, what I wanted to do, what I was giving my life to, what I wasn't giving my life to. 
And, uh, and I told God, I said, God, if you bring me a car, I'll pick people up that need a ride for the rest of my life. I've never heard this story. Okay. You have it? No. So you've seen pictures of me picking people up, random people in my car. This is where the, the origin of the story began. So I'd been saving for like a month, month and a half, two months. And uh, I was getting closer to my goal. I think I had a thousand bucks. And I was like, I just need another thousand. And I'm going to buy that Volvo 240 DL. Okay. And Jill's sister calls me because she had just bought a car and had a second vehicle, a 2007 Suzuki XL7. I'll never forget this thing. Uh, I rode in that thing with you. It was gold, Uh SUV. She took care of it, garage kept, beautiful car. It was worth $6,000. Okay. She calls me and says, I'll sell it to you for $2,000. Give me what you have and make payments to me. And I said, God, I'm going to start picking people up. And so from that time until today, I've lost count of how many people I've picked up. And you wouldn't believe some of the stories that have come out of giving people rides. Okay, I'll tell you a story. So driving downtown Lakeland, leaving one meeting, heading somewhere else, but I had some time in between. I saw a guy, a guy walking on the side of the street who was struggling, had cerebral palsy. Um, I pulled over. I said, hey, can I give you a ride? And he said, I'd love a ride. So I pick him up, put him in my car, take his walker, put it in the back seat, get to know this guy. And now um, four or five times a year, uh, I pick him up whenever he needs rides to the doctor. Uh, and what's he... powerful is how long ago is that? That was about nine years ago. Yeah. And so um, me and Andy, my buddy Andy, uh, he's a big time baseball fan. A huge Detroit Tigers fan. And we just talk about baseball. We talk about uh, Lakeland politics. It's the funnest thing. And sometimes it takes me an hour. Sometimes it takes me two, three hours because he's got to go to the doctor and I'll, I'll, sit, I'll sit in the waiting room with him. Okay. This is so good, Terry. I want to talk about this because a little in depth. When we think about missional living, it's so easy to hear the story and go, that was an inconvenience for you. Sure. Like you had to stop what you were doing. You're a busy man, <clears throat> a very driven leader. So your margin is small. And, but yet you didn't see this as a sacrifice or inconvenience for you. It's living on purpose. Yeah. And so what's so awesome is like, I'm hearing you talk. I'm going, wow, we really are reframing what it looks like to be a successful person, a person that lives life with purpose. And in a world where it's screaming, do things that are convenient. Mm-hmm. Build build your brand. Do what things that do something good so that when people see you, they applaud you. Mm-hmm. What you're talking about is the unseen things of living missionally to help humanity that no one saw you do that. Right. And if they did, they didn't know what you were doing. So I just I would love for you to tell our tell our audience like how could that's a very that's obviously an extreme case picking right. up somebody on the side of the road mm-hmm. but what has it looked like for you practically in the smaller ways that our audience like today if you just start doing this and everywhere you go maybe talk a little bit about that um so this is such a great perspective that shifted all of the way i think about meeting needs doing as much good as i can for as long as i can for as many as i can right my my mission statement isn't work as hard as I can, make as much money as I can, and retire as early as possible, 
right? So the, the, the terms of, of my life are what I just described. Um, practically, I'll give you a very real, um, uh, just kind of, kind of fun thing that I do. Um, and that's like in the sauna at the gym. <laughs> okay. Yep. Keep going. Okay. And I'm going to, and I'm going to share something. Okay. Yep. Um, when you're in a sauna and it, in the, and it's quiet, I have a choice to make. Am I going to be <laughs> who I am called to be? I don't know why, but it's like, this is the visual of this is very funny to me. It's always Especially funny. when he describes the sauna. It's always funny. It's always funny. Like it's never convenient. It's always uncomfortable. And so you have to do as good of a job as you possibly can to make it not awkward. Okay. But I use that opportunity to, um, to, to literally encourage somebody. Um, if you look at the gospels and you examine the life of Christ, the first thing that he does is he sees people. He sees people. My mom used to say, if you go looking for trouble, you're going to find it. If you go looking for opportunities to meet needs, you'll find them. Yes. If you go looking for opportunities to give somebody a word of encouragement, you'll find it. If you go, if you go looking for opportunities to serve somebody, you, you'll find it. And in the sauna, um, it, it's so quiet, I could only imagine what everybody in the room is thinking. What happened that day? What are they going through? Yeah. Right. What's on their mind? There's not there like you, the sauna is an equalizer place for me. Yeah. And and this is also I would say this is probably an extreme case as well, because if you don't have a sauna, you go I don't I can't do that. But but maybe you're in the office. Yeah, I think like these two examples, something to point out, they're very different. So one was. going completely out of your way. The second example is something that you were doing that was already a part of your day. Right. And and there are always opportunities surrounding us and our listeners that are both where we are going to go completely off track, be completely inconvenienced. And then also there's opportunities where we can maximize where we already are in our everyday life. Yeah. Everybody has a superpower, Mm -hmm. right? Just going back to what you said earlier. First Corinthians twelve. Everybody has a everybody has a gift, mm-hmm. and the more we discover what that gift is, the the easier it is to actually live out a missional life. And it's so encouraging. That's it's not this. It's not disencouraging. It's so much more freeing and liberating to the person that's listening to this because you literally can say, "I can do something. I, I don't have to do everything." It may not be picking up people, and it certainly may not be in the sauna if you don't go to the gym. Exactly. And I was just thinking even yesterday, knowing we would talk about this today, was I'm at Publix and I'm in the checkout line. And there's this woman who is just talking to me, who's doing the checkout. She works there. And I'm thinking, how easy is it for me to just to keep my mouth shut, my head Mm -hmm. down, pay and leave? Mm -hmm. And I just kind of like, how are you doing? And we're talking and it's a quick two minute conversation. But just that act of me smiling at her, making eye contact, asking how her day is going. Those are small daily habits that really are so powerful for people. That, that's what you're talking about. It's like just these little small acts of kindness where you get to live missionally every day. You don't have to sign up for a mission trip to go make an impact. You can do it every day in whatever context you find yourself in. And don't you feel, Terry, that when you start doing that, it's like things start to like shift for you in your mind and your mm-hmm. life. 
Yeah, think think about when you do something at first, it's hard to do at first. And it can feel like an inconvenience. But the more you do it, it becomes easier. Right. The more you do it, the easier um, it is for you to say yes to that thing. Because it, it becomes more of who you are than it wasn't before. And so mission of living is like practically, again, is the most... It's one of the easiest things to grasp when when you don't think of it as this huge concept. It's yeah. a really simple concept. Uh, I don't think people give themselves enough credit for what they can offer. And people don't really think about what can I offer. But the moment you do that, the moment you just go, hey, I'm going to take the next two minutes, not even not even two minutes, like immediately, it doesn't take long for you to examine where you're good at, where's your margin, what can you give, what can you do? And yes, it will feel like an inconvenience, but helping people is doesn't always seem the mo- to be the most convenient thing in the planet. But think about obedience. Like, I want to be obedient. I want, I want to honor God. I want to honor people because I really believe that people are made in the image of God. Mm-hmm. And when I think about that, it makes it so much easier and it feels less convenient. In fact, no benevolent man regrets the fruit of his labor. Like, I don't regret helping somebody. Right. I don't so regret good. going out of the way to, to really serve people's needs. So good. Terry Green, we are so grateful for you. This was such a powerful conversation. It was so simple, so intentional. And I'm so grateful that our LOP family is hearing your voice. Like, this is just... Yes. Honestly, we honor you for all of those behind the scene moments of the Andes and the conversations in the sauna and just the way that you live. It's just such an honor to have a front row seat to your and Jill's life. And we're going to end with one question. We're going to ask every guest this question. And this can be outside of missional living. What is something right now you're learning that is transforming the way you're living? Just quickly, what's one thing? It could be anything. I work best in collaboration. Okay. That's so good. That is so good. That's good. Well, we love you, babe. And thank you so much for joining this conversation with us and to our LOP family. We love you. We will see you next Monday. Thank you for joining the LOP conversation today. We want to connect with you. So follow us on social media, on Instagram and TikTok at LOP today. You can like, subscribe, or even share. You can also connect with us by emailing hello at loptoday.com. Send in topic ideas. Send us questions. Tell us the stories of how you're living on purpose for purpose. We can't wait to continue this LOP conversation with you.